Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss motorbikes, SAG, and Golem. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. All right, we're back. Another, Look at us. another 201. We made it. We're 201 years old. We, we, we're, we're into our bicentennial years. It's very good. I love it. I'll never forget. Uh, this day, I'll never forget turning 201, and just really loving the the life that I've lived. Anyhow, so we're back. It's we're here. It's the Tomorrow Podcast. It's uh, it's been a big week, big, 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 crunchy week full of granola. Perfect because I'm in Vermont. It's, yeah, exactly. It's like a parfait, except the parfait is made out of excrement. No, uh- <laughs> the parfait is made out of e-waste and yeah, uh, and, and, e- and e-girls, e-waste and e-girls. Yeah. Now, um, so, so, okay, big week, Trump, big week for President Trump. You know, he finally Ooh. took initiative. You know, I was honestly, listen, you know, I've been critical of this president, Ryan. I think, you know, have you? Yeah, I think, you know, um, that I've had a lot of problems with, with President Trump and haven't liked, uh, really, I haven't really loved all of his policies, you know? Um, but this week, you know, I think, President Trump truly became the president we all knew that he could be when he signed an executive order banning TikTok, the teen dance app, uh, so that we can have finally have security and safety in America. And I think importantly, he didn't ban it um, just because he's a massive, petty, crybaby bitch who got made fun of by the people on TikTok and wanted to take revenge, he banned it because there are legitimate, meaningful, massive security threats that are happening because of, hang on, um, wait, I'm just being handed a, a note here. Oh, there's no, there's no security threats. There's no, no, no proof of any, uh, no documented security issues. Okay. Actually, I, 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 I stand corrected. I just got a note here from uh, the producer Ryan, and it sounds like actually TikTok is pretty much fucking harmless, and President Trump is just a complete fucking dumbass. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Can you hold on a second? My delivery order. I ordered. Um, there was a bunch of advertising networks that were collecting data on everyone around the world and selling it to the highest bidder. Anyone really? China? Who? Who cares? I bought it, and it's just getting delivered. So I'll be right back. I'll oh, great. Right okay, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> who who is who is that? Is that anybody I is that anybody I know? Is it is Hey Mr. It... Double Click? <laughs> this is a great bit. We should just do we should our new thing should just be we're interrupted by the producer with an important <laughs> message. Um at any rate, so fucking I mean, I'm sorry, like listen, I don't wanna I know like I listen, Tony, I know you dialed in originally, you punched up the code for t- the tomorrow podcast, and you're like, can't wait to hear my favorite gadget blogger talk about tech. And now here I am that just Galaxy Z Fold the, 2. Let's and we'll do talk it, about baby. we're gonna talk, hey, we're gonna get to it. Don't you worry. Uh, but here's the thing. But uh, but you know, sometimes you just but here's the thing, here's the beauty of it. Like, Tony, I think you know the world's as we predicted many years ago. That when we started The Verge, our talking point was like technology culture is going to be mainstream culture and that is why we made this thing 
And lo and behold, here we are in fucking 2020, the year of our Lord, and Donald Trump, the reality show uh, star who is now the president of the United States, is signing an executive fucking order banning TikTok, which is known for people dancing and being funny in short form videos who are, by the way, many of them not even fucking voting age. Um, but, but, but the president has not signed, uh, the defense production act and has not put that into order, has not signed an executive order saying, I want businesses to begin making protective equipment and ventilators. And, you know, uh, you know, he's not, he has not created a nationwide plan, uh, for enforcement of mask wearing for enforcement of uh, 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 safety measures in schools has not created, has not written a fucking sign an executive order to give people who are out of work in America by the tens of millions, some kind of, uh, some kind of, uh, 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 money or income or, or, uh, uh, you know, opportunity to, to get, keep float these fucking months where they're getting absolutely fucking destroyed has not put in to place a federal thoughtful fucking mandated plan about how we're going to get kids back into school. I mean, he literally is like a thousand people are dying a day. And he literally said, literally said it is what it is. Meaning eh, eh, that's the president, the president of the United States reaction to a thousand Americans dying every day for no reason, except his fucking incompetence is. eh. And if when TikTok makes his Tulsa rally look bad, he signs an executive order to ban the, ban the app and the company. It's like, give me a fucking break. I'm sorry. If you voted for Trump, you are so dumb. And if you still think Trump is good, I, mean, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but if you still think there's an ounce of value that you can squeeze out of the dipshit, out of the orange that is Trump, like you're just so, so, so fucking lost. And I really feel bad for you. I really feel sympathy for anybody who looks at that person and his policies and the way he's governed and the government that he's created and the shit that he's put this country in and goes, yep, that's my guy. Like, I really feel bad for you because your brain is a peanut and you need to like be sent to an island somewhere where like for the criminally stupid. Anyhow, now let's talk about the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 2. (laughs) You won't be playing Fortnite on it because of executive <laughs> order number. Well, two. I mean, I listen. I mean, this president, this president, I don't think is going is a real detail oriented oriented motherfucker. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, you know, let's also ban the Koreans while we're while we're at it. I mean, it's he's not like real smart yeah, he's about just a stuff. Racist. He's, he's just yeah, he's just he's just like, oh yeah. I mean, like, what can I do that like will get David Duke fired up? You know, David Duke has a fucking enormous boner right now. Like that, that David Duke has never been harder than right now, uh, just so erect and at attention with every move that Trump makes. Like those are the people who really think he's swell, like the biggest turds and losers in America, you know, the KKK guys, the white supremacists, these fucking boogaloo, uh, Q Annan, whatever they are, like, you know, the people who literally are just sucking their own dick 24 seven. I, you know, and not to, by the way, not a bad thing if you can do it, you know, kudos. But I'm just saying. I mean, um, honestly, we're all trying to make money on OnlyFans. You know what? <laughs> Check out my OnlyFans. A uh, lot of good raunchy stuff. A lot of nasty sexual activity featuring yours truly. <laughs> Let, let's talk about <sighs> Samsung. Let's talk. <laughs> Everything Smash leaks. cut. Smash Speaking cut. Of leaks. Speaking mm. of leaks. <laughs> Speaking of leaks. A torrent. A gusher of leaks. 
Um, huge, uh, uh, just a just a absolute flood of Samsung leaks. So yeah, so you know the the day before their their uh, first off, Samsung's been. I mean, every every component of everything that Samsung announced is basically leaked like weeks days months weeks or days before they're in they had a, an event this week but then um the day before there were leaks of like the videos of the new fold the vi- videos of the new galaxy note all the colors all the spec information all the pricing it was like i don't know samsung like why if it's this bad if you can't keep any of this shit under wraps why do the event yeah, and like, why does like, the event need to be two hours oh my long? God. And the event's so bad. I mean, I, Samsung's actually known for having really bad, cringeworthy um, live events. But but the pandemic, I have to say, if anybody has really hurt, if anybody has really been hurt by the pandemic, I'm going to say it's like Samsung's marketing team, which just <laughs> yeah, is like... going through something. <laughs> it's just like very uncomfortable, like two solid hours of just absolute discomfort, like <sighs> like, like just cringe-inducing, you know, face-palming, like, why is this guy here? Or like, did have these people or ever talked... This- being done live there was yeah. a lot of mistakes no right you could have presenter for all the leaks for all the leaks you think they could have put it to, like you know like oh shit our our production leak because we've been working on our live event our quote-unquote event you know you could tell the apple one wasn't live you know yeah they you kudos. know if, if tim cook f- f- like flubbed a line he's like the new ipads are f- he's like oh let's take that over you know it's like they weren't like yeah. just let it fucking roll tim it's no big deal it's you not know? like they're gonna run out of storage space for video like Tim's like the new ipads are wait that's not the what they're called at all anyhow <laughs> let me take that one over anyhow uh i don't know so are you gonna tim, buy any of this shit um so you know here's what happens with samsung okay uh, you are no no no. Uh, the so, way you are, the way I am with video game shit is the way that you are with phones. No, they 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 no. Uh, the here's the deal. Okay, uh, I watched the event. Uh, you know, saw all the posts and stuff. We had we did some. We you know, Evan went and did. He shot some photos and and Ray got some. You know, did some briefings and we know. You know, we knew about this. We knew about some of this stuff. Um, and, uh, so we had some posts on it, you know? And so like, yeah, I read, you know, here's the thing. Every time a Samsung announces, I mean, I'm like, I don't need this. I don't want this. There's no, it's like, it's cool looking. Like it kind of is cool. Like, but it's always, to me is always a cycle of disappointment. It's not, that's not a knock on Samsung. Actually. It's just like sort of Android in general for me lately is like the last couple of cycles of Android stuff have been like, you know, one, like I, you know, I switched to iPhone, um, uh, I don't know, a year ago, year and a half ago or whatever. And, um, and I kind of have like, you know, Apple has been making, listen, the new OS has a lot of stuff that I have wanted and been asking for. It's very satisfying. It's, 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 there's very few, I can find almost no reasons at this point to be like, I mean, there are things that still annoy the fuck out of me, you know, totally. there are things like, I'm like, you know, it's got to be easier to share something than this. Like, or like, I just need to do, you know, I just need to save this file. This must, like, I just want to play, like, you know, Zelda has like a thing. She's doing a musical and they sent us a bunch of MP3s and they're like, make sure your child practices this song. And I'm like, okay, cool. How do I get the MP3 onto my phone? And it's like on the iPhone, it's like, uh, I don't know. Like it can't be done. 
you know, it's on on an Android phone. It's obviously you can much play easier. Play it in Safari. Yeah, like there's you no. Know, literally, it's like okay, I'll put it in Dropbox, and then I'll play it from Dropbox. I was like, no, wait, I can find. I can stick it in. Here's what I actually have started doing. Here's how fucking insane it is. She wants to hear it on our Sonos speakers. I'm like, okay, how do I do this? I don't have. It doesn't like read the library from my phone because I have no music on my phone anymore, and also you can't add the MP3 there. So I will take it. I have you know my Google Music, my Play Music account or whatever. You can like put it there and it'll like grab the song from your library and then you can play it it's so dumb anyhow getting back to my thing about samsung so like i'll i watch the event i'm like okay fine whatever then i started looking at the stuff and i'm like you know this new note's pretty fucking cool and like i'd love to try this like laser fucking focus or whatever and it's got 5g and like i think you know we're starting to see like a, a larger sort of uh 5g implementation in america and that could be kind of fun and uh and i definitely was like going through the steps of purchasing the new galaxy note uh, and trading in my old one, which I bought last year, which I did the exact same thing for the nine and the 10. I was like, I don't need, I got the nine and then I'm like, I don't need the 10. It's basically the same. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm getting the 10. And so they give you a huge discount because you trade in the old phone. Yeah. So I was going nice. to do it. And then honestly, Craig kind of talked me out. He's like, what, he's like, what can that phone do that the one that you have doesn't do? And I'm like, honestly, like it, nothing. And also I'm not going to use it as my main device. And so who really cares? And so I stopped myself from doing it. I just don't think there's anything there. Like I have the fuck, I have an iPad pro. I have a, I have an iPhone. I have several very high end Android phones like sitting in drawers. You know, I've got a Pixel Four XL. I've got a Note Ten. It's like there's really, it's not really getting me anywhere at this point. And it's always this feeling of like, oh, I love like taking a new device out of its packaging. I love like seeing the new bells and whistles in the software and the hardware. And then like a week later, I'm like, what? Why did I? Why did I buy this? You know? And we're in the middle of a pandemic. And I don't yeah, really think donate, I should be, just donate the money to Black Lives Matter. I don't think I should be blowing money on things like that. Like honestly, I, I mean, I certainly am still blowing money on things, but I'm trying to blow the money on things that are a little bit more, you strippers. know, yeah, just just strippers. And I, of course, you know, I props for my OnlyFans page, um, you know, but uh, a lot of sex toys for my OnlyFans page, but but um. <laughs> Props, you know, like giant. When you said props. Giant. I pictured like, uh, like you know, when you, people get like a pie in the face. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually doing a lot of slapstick. Uh, I'm doing a lot of uh, a lot of slapstick now on the OnlyFans. Actually, more of a comedy channel, really. Uh, a lot of nude tripping content. <laughs> yeah, I'm like falling on my erection, volume three. <laughs> pretty good actually that's actually like that seems like the right middle ground of like porn and slapstick comedy uh i I guarantee you it exists it exists it definitely exists there's one thing i've learned during the pandemic is that it all exists you're looking for it it's on OnlyFans, probably if it's not on OnlyFans, there's some other service that's weirder and darker than OnlyFans, and that's where you'll find it uh and i've of of course subscribed to all of them (laughs) Um, yeah, so that's my thing with Samsung. So I don't like they, they released a new fold. They put a bigger screen on it. I think it's fine. Like, honestly, Evan did this thing. Uh, he wrote this thing about he bought a fold, the original fold, um, uh, at like, a, like a refurbished price from Amazon. And he's using it with a, with one of those like, uh, phone controllers to play retro games. And it's like, it is honestly, I will say is the first time ever where I was like, oh shit, like. I want like maybe I want to get one of these. You know, I was like this actually is really interesting and might be like what I'm looking for in a device and you know, but I haven't done it yet. 
Um, it's one man, yeah, just one I, man's it, opinion. It, it made me, it made me drool certainly to see that you could use the sixteen by nine screen on the outside for widescreen games, and then open up the four by three screen for a huge, like yeah. full screen gaming. Screen. It's really well, nice. well, it'd be even better on the new note or on the new fold because um, it's it the outer screen is much larger. It's like on the old one, it's like very small and like has a giant bezel around it, but on the new one it's like basically the entire face of the outside. That's one of the things I think is interesting as I will say, like now you, you can use the fold like folded as a phone, like as a real full size phone, which to me actually definitely seems like now I'm like literally talking myself into buying it, by the way, I'm like, the first yeah, one actually looks like a prototype compared to the second one, which is always the way. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, maybe I'll get a galaxy fold when they're out. Like when are they out? I don't know. Yeah, is it like is it, is it like a Verizon exclusive? I'm looking right now. Also, it's the worst name ever. The worst name of all time. Galaxy Z Fold 2 5G. Like, come on. Can we just call, call it a thing? Windows Reserve Phone now. 7 Series Mobile. How much is it? It's exactly like that. Honestly, this looks very good. And having used the, having used the Galaxy Z uh, Fold or whatever you're calling it, whatever they're calling that one, um, it definitely like this seems like they fixed all of the things that were wrong about the first one. I gotta say, I'm looking at the website now and I'm like, maybe I do want this. You serve $2,000. Is it that much? Yeah. That's nuts. That's wild. That is insane. For that price, you could get a scooter that you could fall off of. When is it available? I'm putting myself um, down. I'm reserving. I actually don't know. Reserve today to be among the first to own the Galaxy Z Fold 2 5G. It's doing it. Uh, no, don't send me any texts. Don't send me any texts about this. I'm doing it. I'm just literally reserving it right now. Oh, my God. Great. Done. Am I planning a trade-in? You bet your ass I am. Yeah, Samsung Galaxy Note 10. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Wait. Shit. Wrong. That was the wrong trade-in. Anyhow. So, you see, I'm a very sick person. I need help. <laughs> it's very bad. Anyhow. Well, uh, in what else happened news, this week? Yeah. We have... Ian wrote a piece about how he went flying off of a Revel scooter. Oh yeah, we have a great piece. We have a couple really some really good original pieces on the site this week. Um, one of them is about Revel, this company Revel. Uh, and if you don't know, Revel is a company that was renting. They call them mopeds, but they're actually scooters. And I'm going to get to why that's important in a second. Um, and two people have died on these things. Uh, and I think there were some other serious injuries. And and Ian Cervantes, one of our writers, actually had an accident on a Revel that he rented. They're, they started in New York, and then they expanded to some other large cities like D.C. and Austin, Miami. And um, but they were there's a large concentration of them in in New York. And and uh, you know it's it's interesting. So they've been renting these things. They're essentially like the way that you don't need a, a motorcycle license to ride one now. If you wanted to buy a scooter like a Vespa, uh, you would need to get a special license. Like when I wanted to get a motorcycle, I had to go and take classes. I spent like a weekend of like full days taking these like special classes to get certification to be able to go get the um, to get the license. And they weren't. The, it's not that easy. I mean, they actually are pretty. It's a pretty like you know, it's a pretty full on. They do a pretty serious like road test. Like you really have to understand how the bikes work and understand yeah. like where the dangers are. And they actually, there's a bunch of reading that you do beforehand. Cause you really can't go into the class, like not knowing a bunch of laws and rules about like what motorcycles do. And the same is true for scooters, right? So like you need essentially the same license. Okay. But it, the, but if the, if the engine is under 50 CC, 
Um, meaning, you know, if they only go a certain speed or have a certain amount of power, then you don't, right? So it's this interesting loophole because these things that they're renting are in every way possible are exactly like a Vespa, right? They're electric, but they're exactly like a Vespa in the sense that it's a scooter you sit on. You need to have a driver's license to ride it. They have license plates. You have to wear a helmet when you ride it. They have a throttle. They have two different brakes, one which is controlled with your foot, one controlled with your hand. They have turn signals. They have mirrors. It's a com- it's a relatively complex device. Like I'm not saying like they're that hard to ride, but it's not a bike, okay? And so the company, interestingly enough, Revel calls them mopeds. Mopeds traditionally, and for a very long time, up until very recently, mopeds were essentially a bike with an engine added, right? So a bicycle or a bike-like form with an additional motor that would help you. So kind of like you see some of these electric bikes that are out there, a little bit more like that, meaning riding it is very much like riding a bike. And it goes all of the places that a bike goes, and it doesn't go that fast. And if you need to pedal, you can pedal right? Like it breaks like a bike. It operates like a bike. So, so they call this a moped, but the reality is it's actually a fucking scooter. And a scooter is very different to handle and to navigate. And it go, it, you can't put it in bike lanes. It's on the road. And so it's interesting that like this company was like, yeah, it'll be fine as long as people don't go over 30 miles an hour. That's literally the law essentially that they're skirting is if you don't go over 30 miles an hour, then you don't need a special license to ride these things. And the but- truth is- I mean, you could just – the thing that bothers me is – I mean, we talked about this yesterday. Maybe it's not a one-to-one, but it would be like I was in a Ferrari and we were like, well, it's only going to go 30 miles an hour, so you don't need a license because it's a go-kart. It's exactly the same <laughs> idea. I mean, it's it's very much like going, okay, well, this is a car, but you know, it only goes you know 20 miles an hour, and so you don't really need to get the license for it. And like, you know, basically first – walking. You're basically I mean, walking. I mean, also – I mean, what's also interesting is that – yeah, you're basically, it's not, yeah, sure, it's, it's like you're in a Ferrari, but you're really just walking down the street uh, inside of a large vehicle. Um, what's interesting also is that a driver's license does basically does nothing for you when it comes to a motorcycle, in my opinion. And I, I say this as a person who, I mean, yes, of course, knowing the rules of the road, like you stop at a red light and you have to stop at a, a stop sign and you need to use a signal when you're turning and like shit like that. You know, this car has the right of way. Like, yes, that's all true. That stuff you don't like. You should know even if you don't drive because you need to know how to navigate the roads of the world that we live in, right? You need to know when to cross and shit like that. But in terms of actual use of these things, in terms of actual like controlling and operating and and riding, like a scooter and a car couldn't be more different in in a million different ways. And and like I will say this. These are uns- – they're unsafe, like generally speaking. When you're on a road that it, where you're surrounded by large cars and trucks and SUVs and you're on a two-wheel vehicle, it, there is a, it is a well-known and well-established fact that they are very fucking dangerous. And in general – there are two people on them. I have never seen a Revel scooter in use that wasn't, I'm sorry to say this, but a couple in their mid fifties <laughs> with the like woman on the back, holding it with a big grin on her face, waving her arms. Right. Which, like it complicates things so much more. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is, I mean, you have to understand like, you know, there's stuff that you learn when you, when you start riding a motorcycle that you would never think about ever before you get on the motorcycle. Like cars don't see you. Okay. And you're in. You're sharing the roads with them. You, cars basically, like drivers, t- tend to many accidents are caused because they literally don't see the motorcycle. It's small. It's thin. It's often in a blind spot. 
the one of the things that's good about motorcycles is they make a lot of noise. They make a, one of the things that that a lot of riders like about the noise that motorcycles produce is that it lets cars know that you're there. And this is like something that is like well documented and talked about. And even still, it's it's massively dangerous to get on a motorcycle and ride. The thing about a bike in New York is like, yes, it's dangerous to ride a bike in New York, but there are dedicated bike lanes. And those bike lanes are often cordoned, they're cordoned off in a way that like, even if you wanted to put a car in it, you couldn't, right? Like there are actual like demarcated places in many areas. Now, then also there's just like the straight up lines on the road. The cars tend to, not always, but tend to not drive in those lanes. There's a clearly demarcated space for people on two wheel vehicles or scooters or whatever. I mean, scooters like the kind that you, you know, like a razor scooter that you kick or whatever. Um, these are not that. These are a fucking vehicle that you ride, that you share the road with, with cars and trucks and SUVs. And so it becomes just like unbelievably more dangerous. So Ian wrote this great piece and I want everybody to read it. We spoke to Revel, you know, and they basically were like, yeah, we knew like people could die once we started, you know, putting these out in, in wider circulation. They're literally like, like it's a quote, you know, like, yeah, we knew like the, the, the dangers of the road. It's like, I mean, to me, it's incredible that this even got this far. It's incredible that they were able to skirt. And I really believe, and we don't go into this deeply in the piece, but I really believe their use of the term mopeds to describe these is a thoughtful attempt to skirt a law that is very clear. And I think the fact that the law basically is like, well, if it goes 30 miles or less, then you're fine, is an insane law that needs to change. Like, I don't think that can yeah. be the only criteria that we use because you've got all of these new electric. And by the way, I'm a big fan of two-wheel electric vehicles. I'm like really into them. We actually, I actually have a zero motorcycle that that I'm that I got sent a few days ago that I've been testing, and it's like super fucking fun and really cool. And I love it. And it, but also it is terrifying to ride. And I'm a person who has riding experience and knows how to ride a regular motorcycle. Um, and these vehicles, these like all of these new electric vehicles that are coming out, like the Super 73 stuff, the Onyx bikes, which are those are closer to mopeds because they have like proper pedals and they're sort of more minimal two wheel vehicles, but they still have like the power of a pretty decent electric motor in them. These things are fucking scooters. I mean, I think this is a totally different class of vehicle altogether and has no business just being handed out to people who don't know how to ride them. But like as we as we see that there are more uses for electric motors and new types of vehicles and we're thinking about cities in new ways, especially post pandemic, like we really need to start rethinking some of the laws around like how you ride these, where you ride them, what the vehicles actually can be, what kind of experience you need to get in, you know, get your, your hands on one. Because I think like it really presents like a, a pretty scary uh, proposition for a world where like pretty much anybody can grab one of these things and in, in busy and congested cities, like it can become a real danger both to like pedestrians uh, and to the riders, you know? And so anyhow, you should read Ian's piece. Uh, it's, uh, it, the headline is Revel scooters were never safe for the average person and the company knew, uh, and I, um, and I highly recommend it. And, uh, Ian is okay. He's, uh, he's did not suffer any permanent bodily harm as far as I know. Uh, and he's, I believe he's currently in Colorado enjoying their very liberal, uh, weed laws. Mm-hmm. I don't know if actually, I don't know if he even smokes weed, but let's I mean, hope he'd be a fool not to. <laughs> All right, what else happened this week? Anything, any other big major events? I feel well, like it was a yeah. long week, but a short week. Am I crazy? It kind of blew by in a blur. Yeah. Um, 
we've got another original piece on the site that I did want to talk about, which was Let's do it. Um, Jay Fergus wrote a piece for us. Oh yes, Quibi. Yeah, uh, my my favorite hobby horse. My you love Quibi. <laughs> you love Quibi. This guy's a Quibi. You may be well, the most. You yeah, Quibhead. You may be the most avid Quibi user that exists. Actually, have you ever used it? You've used it, right? I used it for like a half an hour once, and you're like, nope. I was like, not for me. I'm, to be perfectly honest, anything that requires me to look at my phone to get the content, like if there's no other option, no, I have a very low interest. I would say, like you I'm, have I'm to like really get my attention. Like the thing about TikTok is, is it like does every trick in the book to make you look at it, which is the fun part, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean TikTok. I mean I've been looking at a lot of TikTok lately, both for personal and professional reasons, and um, I have to say, like there are. There are um, – there's something very addictive about it uh, and also but, – but TikTok's actually done a really good job of also making their stuff like really web-friendly, which yeah. is something that I feel that um, – It's super social. You can screen tap it. You can screen record it. Yeah, and I feel like Snapchat really kind of missed an opportunity um, by not being more webby like right off the bat. Yeah. And uh, anyhow, it's just – I think TikTok did a really good job of it, but also, you know, I mean, TikTok is obviously the biggest threat this um, country has ever known, and so we know, need very, to get behind American troubling. innovations like Quibi. We have the only to, way to fight China. We have to get. Uh, we just have to Murder get house flip. We just have to. I mean, it's the only choice. Anyhow, so sorry, Quibi. Talk, let's talk about the Quibi piece. Yeah. So Jay, one of our writers, wrote this incredible piece. Um, with a lot of exclusive reporting about how Quibi essentially is skirting union laws by loopholing their way, very similar to Revel, loopholing their way into like shooting movies, but releasing it in five to 10 minute chunks so that it's technically a web video. So they don't have to hire union crews or pay like scale to actors. Um, and they can basically just exploit the fact that none of this has been, there's no union policies and there's no regulations around um, web video for the most part so they can shoot a tv show and cut a half hour tv show into three 10 minute chunks and then they can lowball everybody and pay them like below living wages to work on these productions as it should um, be no and it's a little bit horrifying because um obviously hollywood is already a very exploitative exclusive place to work and to get a career going and um uh, contrary to popular belief uh working in hollywood is not very glamorous and it's not very well paid i can tell you from experience um and so to even lowball these people further when you're working with like billions of dollars in investment and you're jeffrey fucking katzenberg is it's really craven and it is a perfect example of how like having a completely inactive congress and a completely deadlocked government um and uh, completely unsupportive uh, infrastructure for unions in this country at this particular moment when the digital revolution is changing, like the rules of everything. God, I sound like I'm talking about the information superhighway. Yeah. But at this exact moment when like media is really evolving, like so fast that like two years ago, I didn't even know what the fuck TikTok was. And now it's the most important thing on the president's docket, apparently. Yeah. Um, and so having literally no, infrastructure or for sport support for unions and no congress or like federal government stepping in to make rules about this stuff they could just go hog wild and obviously quibi is such a failure that it won't end up really it'll be a drop in the bucket about uh you know hollywood pace uh, schedules but it is a model that other places can emulate like yeah 
they can just say, well, it's an 18 minute episode, so it's not 22 minutes, so it isn't a sitcom. You know what I mean? You right. Just like keep coming up with ways to skirt the rules. No, I mean when I read the piece, it's really interesting because it also is like you know Katzen Jeffrey Katzenberg, who's the you know CEO of the company, um, and you know is has a long history in Hollywood. It's sort of like it's sort of like he's been in and aware of these kind of loopholes for a really long time in the industry and has cl- clearly like, it seems very obvious that um, they saw this as an opportunity. I mean, he's, it's funny cause he, he really like calls his, his himself out on it. He basically is like, Oh yeah, these aren't, 10 minute shows. These are like a two hour movie cut into, you know, 10 parts or whatever. Yeah, he admits and, it. And it's like, it's like, it's really interesting to think about this, right? I mean, they're basically saying like, we're making movies and then we're cutting them into these chunks. And then like, because of that, you, we're going to negotiate a rate that would never fly for a movie. Right. Yeah. It's and, like it's if you went to a movie theater, sat down and every 10 minutes you had to push a button to continue the movie. And then they're like, this isn't a feature film. Right. Well, what? I mean, that would that would be a very jarring uh, feature film experience. <laughs> but I mean, the reality is it still is like really shady and unfair to the crews and, um, you know, is like for a company that has received a billion dollars in investment and supposedly wants to make this a sustainable project, uh, which it is not going to be based on literally everything that I've seen, um, you know, you, you'd think you'd pay people fairly, you know, especially people who are one have unions and are often shafted by, uh, by production companies and often shafted by, you know, really are like, of course they're the background players to the stars, but they are often like taking, you know, taking the shit that the stars never have to deal with. Anyhow, it's a, and I would have, I honestly would have never understood or really like known about this practice that Quibi is, is, has undertaken if, if Jay hadn't written this piece and really like looked into it and talked to people who are involved with, with the, with the, um, extremely rude and dumb practice. And so anyhow, I recommend, I highly recommended, uh, to read this, uh, the headline, if you're looking for it is on top of everything, Quibi exploits a union loophole to underpay workers. And uh, it's a it's a bit of a long read, you know, so you can save it your favorite there is app if you want. Shocking moments in it that make it you could read it in five minute chunks and really enjoy it. Over this actually, course yeah, of the week. we just chopped it up. <laughs> so we should do is we should release it as a series, a Quibi series. Uh, well, they would get, might get Quibi some attention, which they desperately need. Desperately, <laughs> imagine just imagine. I feel like I've talked about this before, but just imagine somebody's like, "Here's a billion dollars." And you it was make... one point eight billion. No, it wasn't that much, was it? Yes. Is that right? Hold on, Quibi. One point eight investment. Hold on. During a pandemic, forty million has Americans raised... facing Here it is. homelessness. Here it is. The Verge.com has raised close to two billion dollars. So this was back in the heyday, the the sunny days of March twenty twenty. Um, oh, maybe this has been updated. It has raised two close to two million. It hasn't even launched yet. So when did it launch? Did it launch like right? When the pandemic happened, March, incredible, yeah. So this is like on March fourth. Anyhow, also like it sucks to be. I don't think Quibi would have done very like to be clear. It was a failure either. I mean, to be clear, Quibi's like you know I'm sure they're like well the pandemic really hurt us because this was supposed to be a a, oh really uh, because Netflix and TikTok are exploding. Well, but they're like this was supposed to be specifically for people who are like commuting and sitting on trains and buses and only want to watch like short amounts of content. Which by the way. Like it's insane because that is not how people want to experience content. They're not like I only have ten minutes, so give me ten minutes of content to fit into that window. No, people. The, listen most to people podcasts are like podcasts that they pause. Right, they go. To work. They go. Oh, this is great. I'll start it on my commute in, 
and I'll finish it on my commute out. They're not like, okay, I just need a chunk for this one little window and then I'm going to move on. You know, I'm standing just, at line at CVS. Time yeah. To one watch point a film. So they raise 1.75 bill. It's one billion seven hundred and fifty million fucking dollars for quibi do you know how many fucking jobs could have been saved with 1.7 billion dollars i mean do you know how many I mean, we could basically end um hunger in the united states i mean we could start like i could start a fucking legitimate competitor to the new york times for far less than that oh okay yeah. like like i could fucking like i could put together you could start your own tesla really I mean, it's a, it's a lot of money. I mean, I'm just saying, like one point seven five billion dollars, one billion seven hundred fifty million dollars is an insane amount of money to raise for something that is so obviously a fucking piece of shit flop. And just to be clear, for Chrissy's court, just to be clear, I I've never talked to a single person in the tech world or in the entertainment world, and I've talked to people in both of those worlds a lot about Quibi. Not a single one of them has ever said, yeah, I think this is going to be a hit. Every single person I've ever talked to, and I mean like from like, you know, reporters who cover this beat to like producers who had deals with Quibi. I know people starring in Quibi shows <laughs> yeah. who were like, I I'm get not, to keep the footage and like, I'll take their fucking money. It's Every like, person from I'm not day trying one. To, I'm not trying to name drop or anything. I'm just saying, I mean, when neither of us are, I'm just saying like up and down the line, people have been like, oh yeah, this is a complete like non-starter so like you know i'm sorry like i think like they literally could have just they would have done better if they literally just put the content on youtube yes i mean just their trailers get hundreds of thousands of views on youtube if they're known properties their trailers do really well their celebrity videos do really well on youtube because that's where people go to watch short form content and it has all the features the social features that people are looking for to do that it's truly it's truly insane anyhow so you should read this great piece that jay wrote i think it's really interesting i think it exposes exposes um not only like you know i mean it really exposes how craven the Quibi people are. They got all that money and they could have paid people well and they didn't. They cheaped out and I won't stand for it. Ban Quibi. That's what we should be banning. I need an executive order for Quibi to be banned. <laughs> I want President Trump to ban fucking uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg and, and Meg Whitman from ever doing another video startup ever again. Jay on that next. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag ban Quibi. You want to put, <laughs> let's put that energy, that presidential energy against something that really matters. In this fucking godforsaken world. Anyhow, well, all right, what else happened? Speaking of our godforsaken world, maybe yes. we should move on to nice things. Well, are we there already? It's a fast one. It's true though. We both have this is we both are in the middle of a very busy uh week leading into the weekend. You're in Vermont. I am in Vermont. Where you're um you have I know you have like a butter churning um appointment pretty soon. Yeah. So Pretty much. You have like you have got to do you have to go like tap a go tap a tree and make some syrup. Yes, that's literally what I'm doing. Are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That sounds fucking really enjoyable, man. I wish I was doing that. Now, what I'm doing, I you and maybe the I don't know if the listener knows, but I have a severe back injury, and yeah. uh, that sounds really bad. I have a, a pinched nerve and maybe some kind of like arthritis, and and all of this apparently is causing. Uh, some severe both back pain and back and arm pain and also a thing that I find just fascinating, which is the way the pinched nerve functions is that in certain positions, you know when you hit your elbow and you get like um uh funny bone. A fun you hit your funny bone and it's like is incredibly painful and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. In certain positions, <laughs> uh like laying flat, for instance, in bed, 
or oh. sitting in certain positions, my arm will just begin. It starts almost like you feel like I think like, oh, there's like a bug on me. And then my arm will just begin. The entire thing will begin like vibrating and throbbing <gasps> in the most like exactly, exactly like, well, I found a position that I can sleep in. And also I'm, they prescribed um, anti-inflammatories and muscle relaxers for me. So I'm, I'm taking like medication, but um, yeah, it'll just start that and it won't stop. Mm-hmm. It's like you get a, it's like the funny bone is coming from inside the house. You know, the call's mm-hmm. coming from inside the house and then it just keeps going. And like won't stop. Like sometimes like actually when we're working, um, like sometimes when we're on a call and stuff and I'm like trying to type something, my arm gets into that position and I like have to like – I have to like – I basically must look insane because I'm like jerking around in my chair trying to figure out like how to get my back and arm to be into a position where, where it's not putting pressure on the on the nerve. Anyhow, it sucks ass. My like my index finger has been numb for like a week and a half. Like This is your nice thing? Yeah, this is my nice. No, this is not my nice thing. I'm just explaining why this is a I, we and I have any. I have to go to the doctor because I got a fucking MRI. This is great. This is the talk of an an MRI, and apparently they're going to tell me exactly which nerve is is the culprit, and supposedly going to offer some um, solutions for me. I don't know. Anyhow, so yeah, I mean, I get us getting off this call soon. You want to go into nice things? Let's do nice things. Why don't you start, and then I'll join you. Anyhow, that is to say that I have a an injury that um, I'm hoping to get treated and fixed soon. And uh, anyhow, that's my story, but please do your nice thing. And then I'll, I'll join in when appropriate. I'm in Vermont. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Uh, Last night was the 200th episode of real housewives of New York. One of my favorite, like, wow, we're really keeping pace with real housewives. I've never seen a single episode of it. Never seen one episode. It was spectacular, sparkling, every never lets me down. Um, and it was all glorious and, and wonderful. But in fact, the nicest thing I did this week wasn't any of that, even mm. though all of that has been wonderful. And I have a beautiful color me intrigued. The nicest thing I did was order my analog pocket and every accessory they offer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We didn't even talk about the analog pocket. Wow. I forgot. It was that was so long ago. That was Monday. That was, this that was like week. a year ago. Yeah. I know. It seems like a million years ago. Yeah, you ordered I got the analog my pocket. In. I was the last person in the office. Everybody put their pre-orders in and got them except for me. And I was the only person who was like foaming at the mouth over this thing. And then eventually it went through, which was I'm very calm and thankful because even like Elijah Wood couldn't get it. It was such a small drop. It's true. Um, Elijah Wood. I got to say, I have a whole new like I have a whole new perspective on Elijah Wood as a human being. But he was like... um basically like why not whining but he was like on twitter like hey did anybody get one of these like i i couldn't like they were sold out by the time i pre-ordered or whatever and i felt really bad for the guy i will not be giving mine to elijah wood i would give elijah wood a lot of things but i would not give him my analog pocket i was like um i was like the joker in uh, the dark knight when you know batman is like beating him up and he's like uh you know what you can't do anything with all your strength I was like, Elijah Wood, you're like a movie star. You're in the fucking Lord of the Rings movies, and you can't even get a fucking analog pocket. And I got one. Who's laughing now? <laughs> that I blew up to people that he loved. I don't. I, I do. I do see the irony in me being like covetous little special thing. <laughs> it's true. Can't have it's it. true. You're you're the you're his new golem, basically. You've got but it. Anyway, he wants I'm it. Excited! It looks sick. It looks cool. It looks gorgeous. I love Lord of the Roms. You know what I'm saying? Lord of the Roms. Okay, I gotta get <laughs> Come out on. of here. That shit is good. That's gold. That Lord of the, good. This, if this good. episode. I'm sorry. If this episode is not entitled Lord of the Roms, <laughs> I'm gonna be very mad. Very mad. 
just to let you know. Oh, shit. Is it time for me to do my nice thing? Yeah. Oh, fuck. What is my nice thing? I'm trying to think about this week. Let me think about this week. What did I do this week? Oh, well, whatever. You know what? I'll say actually on on topic. My nice thing is as as horrible and wrong as it is. I, as I said, I got, I'm testing the new Zero, um, Zero's biggest, baddest, most insane electric motorcycle. It's the SRF. And it's, 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 it's so, it's, yeah, it's really, really awesome. It's so much more bike than I need or want. But I have become completely, absolutely convinced that I am going to get rid of my, at least like one of my, gas bikes which i i basically don't get on anymore because i find them to be they're so anxiety inducing that they're not fun like there's just too much i'm sorry i'll admit i'm i have a little add a little i have ADD, (laughs) and there's too much going on on a motorcycle for me to like feel for me to feel comfortable you know and like that's my biggest problem and this is what i'm saying about riding these things it's not the same for a scooter but these things so the zero bike is a lot like a any electric vehicle you've ever ridden which is like there are no gears. There's no clutch. There's no shifting. It's a throttle and you just go and it is so fun. Now it feels dangerous. Don't get me wrong, but I have become absolutely like, I'm like absolutely enamored with the thing. I think it's so, it's so much fun. It's so much easier. It's, I love the fact that it doesn't, you don't put gas in it. It's like, you know, I have super windy roads around here. The handling on it is completely insane. It's like so, so like tight and, and clean feeling. And it's like, basically it is like, it is like a motorcycle Tesla, you know? And like, I don't know, I'm just very into it. I'm very excited about it. And I think, um, I'm going to, I'm going to write some stuff about it and you guys will hear and see some of what I'm talking about, but also, uh, it's just like, just super, it just reminded me of why I liked motorcycles in the first place, which was just this feeling of like total. I mean, I think the thing is that like when you aren't thinking about, the oh do i need to shift or what's my foot doing or like whatever you know like when you're not thinking about like the clutch essentially it is like just a super fun super focusing experience to be out on a motorcycle and just riding and so anyhow so i um so my nice thing is like electric motorcycles which is a weird thing but like i've had one to play with for the last week and i'm really loving it and uh and against all better judgment and certainly the wishes of my family i think i'm going to uh, get an electric one when i get rid of my other ones i'm not i mean if i put any more shit in our garage i'm a dead man so that's not an option but the idea of you riding your um electric motorcycle like whipping around curves to your mri appointment is i, I will leave that for everyone here today yeah rules the idea rules <laughs> i just like i just somehow like dropped my phone out of my hands and it like bounced onto my keyboard and opened a new tab on my computer it's, pr- it's pretty thrilling. Anyhow, I think on that Dad, point we here's should. Here's the pre-order page for your next phone. Uh, yeah, it's like you bought the Galaxy Note 20 5G. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, yeah. All right, let's end this nightmare. Tony, I'm sorry it's a short one today, but you know I got to find out if my back is going to be permanently damaged or not. You know that could affect my zero motorcycle riding. Anyhow, let's get out of here. Bye. Bye.
Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Though I've just been informed that your family has been broken up into 10-minute chunks. And people really aren't liking it.